Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summers and Community College of Summers in Philadelphia. Starting a beautiful, brand new Der Hashem week over here on a beautiful Monday morning. And this is a monumental Der Hashem week that we are beginning this week on Monday morning. Because as we look towards Reish Chodesh Nisan over here, as we look towards the Chodesh HaGeula, we heard such beautiful Torah from Rabbi Aronson on Shabbos about looking towards the Chodesh HaGeula, Reish Chodesh Nisan. We're also looking at the end of the Sefer, the end of Derech Hashem, and we all know, of course, the end is just the beginning, but this is a monumental moment over here that we are some three classes away from wrapping up the whole Sefer, and that's exciting, but it's even more exciting to still be able to learn the Sefer. So without further ado, let's resume from where we're up to, where the second-to-last paragraph in the parak, which is the second-to-last paragraph in the section, which is the second-to-last paragraph in the Sefer. Chelek Dalad, Perik Tes, Simon Bez. It's Dalad, Tes, Bez. And says the Ramachal, Behold, Al Piderach Zeh, based on what I just told you, who's doing in brachas? Is been established the whole concept of brachas that Chazal have established. Based on what have we established brachas? What's he referring to? Based on what we saw last week in Simon Aleph. What did we see last week in Simon Aleph? He was talking about how the 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 uh, navigating the maze of the mundane is always about allowing ourselves to elevate the mundane and to use the mundane as as a means for. For 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 um, finding, as we said, that gold mine of the mundane, the gold mine of the mundane. Every mundane experience, every mundane situation, every mundane <laughs> encounter in my life can always go one of two ways. I can allow it to remain mundane, as, and as we saw last week when I allow it to remain mundane, it's ra by definition, it's automatically separated, removed, stripped away from God. That's its starting point, and I allow it to remain as such, and I allow the world to further be deviant and deviated and diverted from God, or I can use that mundane experience in such a way that, that I'm doing what God wants in that mundane experience. I ask myself, what's the Torah of this experience? What's the Ratzanat Bayer? What's the will of God in this mundane experience? What does the Rebbein Shalom want me to do in this mundane experience? As we said last week, every mundane experience has a Ratzan Habayre in it. Has, <coughs> excuse me, oh, thank you. Uh, has a will of God in it. Has Torah in it. And sometimes it's an explicit mitzvah. Many times it's an explicit mitzvah. Sometimes it's just... What is the what does the Torah do? What does the Torah want me to do in this? What's the appropriate way of acting, reacting, and responding in this experience? That's the Torahic way of navigating this properly. When I do that, the mundane becomes a gold mine. The mundane becomes a gold mine, and that's what the mundane is here for—for for me to extract those gold nuggets and see that there's a vein of gold running through every encounter in life. That's what we had last week in Alf, and the Ramchal says, with that principle in mind. That is what brachas are all about. When I make a bracha. He's going to talk about brachas now. Every time I make a bracha on something, that is the, the, the most immediate, significant, and solid way of tapping into the golden vein that runs through what otherwise would be the vices of life. Finding the mind in the mundane and transforming the vices to the vein of, of precious ore over here is a bracha. And it's interesting, 
We're going to see a few. We're going to see as the, what the Rav Chal develop, develops over here. <coughs> you know, but it's not what we would have thought. Not what we would have thought. We would have thought that what's the best way, the most powerful way of um, transforming this cup of coffee into, not transforming, but extracting the gold nuggets from this cup of coffee, making this rise from mundane to a gold mine, transforming it from, changing it, changing it, and, and not, no, even better than that, again, it's not so much transforming, not so much changing, it's elevating, <clears throat> raising it from something which is a vice to something which is, which is uh, um, my vocation of life, which I'm supposed to be here for, for that transformation, that elevation experience, we would have thought, but what's the best way of doing that? The best way to do that is the kavana. Look at this coffee. They say it looks like, you know, a brew. Of, looks like trouble? Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. It looks like chocolate milk. Yes, actually it does look like chocolate milk. All we have this morning in the color is chocolate milk. Um, and and it's, it does look like chocolate milk. There's a decent amount of chocolate milk in here. Yeah, so we look, it looks like chocolate milk. Yes, tastes a little bit like chocolate milk. But it's a brew, uh, a brew that has caffeine and sugar and chocolate milk and all kinds of goodies and it smells nice, it tastes nice. Um, but but if that's all I have in this experience, so yeah, okay, it's, it's just remain mundane. And when something remains mundane, by definition, it's ra. And ra is, no, is not good. Ra is definitely not toy. Am I going to change that? I'll have kavana. My kavana will be, I'm not drinking this because I'm addicted to it. I'm not drinking it because I enjoy the chocolate milk. I'm drinking it to give me kayach, to learn, to give me kayach, to understand the Heiliger words of the Heiliger Ramchal. I'm giving it, I'm, I'm drinking it to give me kayach, to deal with my kids, to deal with my family, to deal with everything I have to deal with this morning, to do a lot of mitzvahs. It, this is a, is a, is a potion of potency to give me the the um, purpose uh, that I need today to, to accomplish all the mitzvahs that I'm gonna that are gonna come my way. So that's beautiful. So this kavana kavana mamish found the the gold within the chocolate milk. It found the the uh, the kedusha within the 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 the, 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 the tumah. It found the ruchnis within the gashmis. And that's what we would say because we're used to this concept of kavana, the kavanas, kavanas, kavanas being mechavin. With this really is where it's really coming from. It's giving me kayach. It's part of the Rebbeinishul. And the Rebbeinishul made the milk here. Appreciate HaKosh Baruch Hu, Appreciate Hashem's diverse world, etc. And that's great. That's nice. That's amazing. But the Ramchal is not going that way. The Ramchal is not going that way when he's telling us what the primary approach is in, 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 in harnessing this, capitalizing on this, and making this go from Gashis to is The Ramchal tells us it's about the bracha. Let, let's see. The bracha, the bracha, let's see. Um, who's to any bracha shetiknu chazal akol nyanei oilam? The brachas that chazal have instituted for us to make on all matters of involvement in, in this world. The ha'oilam v'hana oisav, this world and all of its pleasures, all of its experiences, the brachas that we make on everything in life. The shoyrish l'kulam, excuse me, the, the granddaddy of all brachas, the father of all brachas over here, the roots, by root, he means the the archetypical bracha that we have, which is there to help us understand this concept that a bracha is there for us to transform the mundane into a vehicle for for spirituality, for holiness. Is birchas hamazin? 
benching. That the Torah itself has commanded us. So he's saying a very big idea in that half a line. He, he said, he started off by saying all the brachas that Chazal instituted are there to let us take that experience and elevate that experience. And the shayush for that concept is Birch HaSamazin. Essentially what he's saying is Chazal modeled and patterned all the brachas that we make based on the, 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 the bracha that the Torah gives us. <clears throat> there is one bracha that the Torah gives which is there to harness the mundane and find that gold mine. To harness something that would be a vice and make it into that vein of golden ore. And that's birchas hamazen, benching. Benching, yes, is a da'araisa. Benching comes from the Torah itself. And says the Ramchal, that's what Chazal patterned all brachas after. All brachas that we have, birchas hanehenen, brachas that we make on enjoyment in this world, are modeled after birchas hamazen, which tells us two things. A, it gives us insight into all the brachas that Chazal instituted, and they all are going to be following suit within the the the, the uh, understanding and the idea behind Birchas Mazen. And B, it gives he's giving us insight into Birchas Mazen to benching itself. You should eat. You should be satisfied, and then bless the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. So, you know. Torah just gives us raw instructions on what you're supposed to do after you finish eating. You eat, make sure you're full, then bless God. Why? What's the rationale? What's the understanding? So we would have said the understanding is just giving thanks, right? Thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for the yummy food. Thank you, Hashem, for the yummy breakfast, for the yummy lunch, for the yummy supper. Thank you. It's clear from the Ramchal that benching is not about saying thank you. Not about saying thank you. It's about transforming that eating experience from physical to spiritual. That's, that's a lot more than thank you. That's a very different exercise than thank you. Birch HaSamazin itself is about allowing the mundane to be mined for gold. And we're going to see how that works momentarily. It's not about uh, just a mere thanks, a mere appreciation, a mere akar satayv. And it's about something that goes way beyond that. And all the brachas that we make are patterned and modeled after that. So Lumberzen, let's see that now inside. Um, so what does that mean? How does that work? And and uh, what does that look like? So now we got to hang on the Ramchal's going to give us a lot of different ideas, like background ideas that we're going to have to assemble to bring this back to benching. So let's, let's kind of kind of uh, follow along, let the Ramchal establish some ideas, and then, and then we'll try to put together those ideas and understand them ourselves. So we've explained already, says the Ramchal, all matters that are present and found and established into, into the realm of nature, into Teva. Every aspect of Teva, every aspect of nature is there to do its part in bringing towards, to bring the world towards its ultimate <coughs> goal, its ultimate objective. Shahu, Hagia Metzias Kuloi Elashlemus, which is allowing every aspect of nature, every aspect of creation, every aspect of this world to achieve Shlemus perfection. And the perfection means, it doesn't tell us what perfection is over here, but we, we know already what perfection is. Perfection is every aspect of this world is there to be a perfect receptacle 
a perfect receptacle to house and contain the glory of God himself, as it were. Okay? So every aspect of this world is there to do its part in bringing the world and the inhabitants of this world to a place where it is nothing but a klikibul, a receptacle to house HaKadosh Baruch Hu's iris. V'chelkom b'dover hazeh k'fi ha-madrego ha-shrehem ba ba-amitasam ba-amitasam Now he's going to break the entirety of everything in this world to two categories. Everything in this world, this is, this is, you know, without any exception, this is not categorical. Everything in this world is, is there to bring the world and everything in the world to Shleimos, to Hazen HaKosh Baruch Hu. And some items in this world are there to contain the glory of God as is, in the form, in the state that they're in. And they're not supposed to be changed, not supposed to be, they're not supposed to be tampered with, they're not supposed to be um, messed around with, modified. Their role in bringing the world to its objective is performed in their state as we see it. Some items in this world. Right? The person, us, we, the inhabitants of this world, the citizens of this world, the residents of this world, we have to we have to ensure that you know it's our this world being brought towards that shlemus. That everything comes towards the shlemus of, of being that receptacle to receive the glory of God, is all coming down to our decisions. We, as the you know, people who have the bechira, people with free will, our decisions, decisions we make, that is going to be the determining factor in whether this world is coming towards Shlemus or not coming towards Shlemus. Therefore, everything that we do has to be guided. All the decisions that we make have to be with that idea in mind, that thought in mind, is this bring myself, what I'm working with right now in the world, towards Shlemus or not. What I'm about to do right now is I bring myself towards Shlemus, the world towards Shlemus, and the, the, the situation that I'm in towards Shlemus. Whatever that looks like, every situation is different. The, the Shlemus, the perfection, the godliness in every situation is different, but is this what I'm doing? Is, is, am I bringing the world closer? According to what is the actual objective and, and, and the demands of this particular situation, be'emes, be'emes means in terms of the real take on the situation, the reality of the situation, the godliness in the situation, the potential spirituality in the situation. Pirish, what that means is, understands this is a bit of a, there's a technical idea, very, the last few sentences, technical ideas, he's, let's, he brings them down to, 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 you know, to, to, to us a little bit more, Grants them, let's see. Kikvar yihiyu and yonim mishamshim ledaver hazemiyad. Udvar mishamshu lemishamshim acherim. You can have a situation where whatever I'm doing immediately brings godliness, immediately brings kedusha, immediately brings holiness. As we were saying before, the Ramchal is making two categories here. We pay very close and careful attention. You have a situation where whatever I dealt with created immediately god, immediate godliness is immediately made a, a, a zone where there's godliness here. What would an example of that be? As we said, had this morning, we were discussing in Pesachim, bringing a carbon. You bring a carbon, that's immediate godliness. It's immediate servitude of God. 
sacrificing something for the Reboyim the blood going on the altar, the fats being burnt on the Mizbech, that's something that's clearly an immediate uh, vehicle for housing godliness. Um, shaking a lulav and esrik, that's immediate, it's immediate godliness. Taking a lemon, taking a, a branch, a tree branch, but I, I'm, I'm doing something godly with them right now. There's nothing mundane about that exercise, there's nothing earthly about that experience. All, this is in, entirely, completely kolkuloi, godliness. And any such situations where the mitzvah itself is immediate godliness, the, the act itself is immediate godliness. Davening, certainly, right? Even though I'm, it's a mundane exercise, I'm speaking, I'm using my mouth, I'm using my body, I'm using a prayer book, but that's immediate godliness. These things are immediate godliness. Putting on tefillin. Tefillin are physical objects. They're made out of leather, parchment, straps, ink, but that's immediate godliness. So there are things that I do in this world that immediately make this world and everything that's in this world kalim, receptacles, vessels to receive godliness, sure. But there's a whole other category of items in this world which also have to, are there to bring perfection to this world, are there to allow this world to be a receptacle for godliness, like everything is, but they do it in a secondary way, in a more indirect way, in a more removed way. They're yeshamshul mishamshim. They're mishamshim mishamshim. They're not the immediate godliness itself, but they lead. They bring towards godliness. They bring towards godliness. They facilitate something else to, coming towards godliness. Ad she'achar gilgul gadol shalom rabim nimshachem zeachar zeyagiyal elav. To the degree that what that we after we have a. Sometimes a whole cycle, a whole process that I do this, which leads to this, which leads to this, A, which leads to B, which leads to C, which leads to D, may eventually finally lead us to that clea, that ability for this world to house and contain godliness. Sometimes it doesn't happen right away, even though that's what this item is here for. Sometimes it doesn't happen through using this item itself, through this item's um, uh, use. And positioning itself, but it's it's facilitatory, and 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 um, um, we could say like a you know klishenia, klishlishia, klirevi, secondhand, thirdhand, or fourthhand item on the way of getting something, bring something towards something, which is going to go towards something, which is going to be that receptacle, that kli of bringing godliness in. Okay, so these are the two categories that Ramchal is setting up. Very, very clear, very straightforward, the two categories. Every situation in life is there for the world to reach lamers, for the world to, to house HaKadosh Baruch Hu's iris, for the world to be nothing more than, a, than, a, than, a, than, a, than an environment where godliness comes in, Hashem's radiance comes in. Some situations in life do that the way they are, in the Ba'asher Hashem, for what they are, the way they are. It's nothing but that kind of exercise. In some situations, life do it in a more indirect, more removed way. <laughs> Whether we're going with this first category, the second category, whatever the situation is, the ideal of any interaction in this world, whether it's category A, shaking a lulav and esrig, bring a carbon which is immediate godliness, or whether it's category B, or something that leads towards something which leads towards godliness, the kavana should always be one and the same. That's the ideal, that I'm doing this towards that goal of creating godliness here. 
In other words, not only goes without saying when it's something which is a media galliness, for sure you should have that kavana, even when it's indirectly leading towards galliness, of which he hasn't given us the examples yet. You know, we obviously have ideas in our head of what, what, where, where he's going with this. But even if it's indirect godliness, we want to have the kavana be one and the same, something that indirectly leads to bring radiance in and, and, and divine presence of the Rebbeinu in and godliness in. Don't think that, well, since I'm only dealing with something indirectly in a secondary way, maybe I can have godliness in mind and also a little bit of myself in mind. I can have the Rebbeinu in mind. I can also have my own indulgences in mind. Says no, the kavana is a stand, is a constant one. The kavana in all situations in life has to be one and the same, that I'm doing this for the purpose of bringing godliness in, even if the situation itself is not the immediate godliness. It doesn't affect my kavana. The ideal kavana is still one and the same. Um, hine. Yeah. Uh, Even if I'm busy with a situation which is going to take 10 steps until it can become that, 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 um, which has received shlemus, that area of life which can now become a kli to bring in radiance and, and iris and, and godliness, even if it's going to you know, be uh, process a series of ten steps and ten Gilgulim, ten, ten, uh, ten step process till we get there. Um, I'm still supposed to have the same kavana that I'm doing this whole process, even though I'm at the beginning of of, 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 of ten steps that's going to take till we till we reach the godliness, the the iris. The kavana at step number one has to be the same kavana as the kavana at step number ten. That really what I'm having in mind is it should be assistive, assistive towards receiving, towards, towards that final goal. In step number one, I'm thinking about already step number ten. My kavon is for step number ten. Not for any other kavon, not for any other purpose or intent. My kavon should not be a kavon for any kind of self-serving indulgence, self-serving experience, self-serving vice, or just a, 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 a enjoyment of chumrius, of physicality, or luxuries, or pampering, etc., whatever it is, that should not be the kavana, even though ostensibly, it looks like it's step number one, I'm still very far away from Galileans. I'm very far removed from the, the Kedusha. Eventually, it'll bring to Kedusha. Eventually, this will be a situation where Galileans comes in, but I'm not there yet. Doesn't make a difference as the Ramchal. The kavana, the ideal kavana, is one of the same. The ideal kavana is a constant. The ideal kavana is is la boyre is barach shemayim. Doing this for the Eibusher for the Rebbeinu Shalayim. The Yishmur Kulam the Kvulam Shechaka Kolahem Atoro Elokus. And when I'm involved in any aspect of the mundane, whether it's mundane which is immediate holiness or mundane which is only going to lead to holiness after many steps, I'm doing it in, in, within the, the the parameters and the expectations and the guidance that the Torah itself has given me, how I'm dealing with this situation, whereas I have to make sure not only not to be doing it for myself, but not, certainly not to be doing it in a way that there's not. If it turns out that it's step number one, even though it's step number one of ten, I already have the Saif Maisa in mind, the Machshava Tachila, I have that in mind already in step number one, that this is to lead. Eventually, this is going to create godliness. It turns out that steps number one through ten were all about the godliness. The godliness is there already in the beginning. They're all concerned to now be part 
concept of that godliness. I made every step of the way a a a uh, um, a gold mine. Every step of the way, even though it's very 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 distant from its destination, very very far removed from the ultimate goal, the ultimate tackles of Iris, but the Iris really already is now there in the beginning. The Iris actually begins to sparkle and shine and to glimmer and gleam all the way in the beginning and we'll hit the pause button over here and we'll continue in this idea tomorrow and then we're going to see now that's, that's the first half, that's the introduction really, that's the Ramchal's grand work and tomorrow Mitzvah Shem will see the second half where he's going to bring this to brachas and to benching and to all experiences, indulgences in the mundane in general and we're going to see how this applies and, 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 and sheds quite new and inspiring light on a lot of old ideas and experiences. Okay, thank you all for joining. Everyone should be well and get benched. I have a question. Yeah.